This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, only 70 school closings that I see this morning, but 35 areas with a weather alert. How you doing? Five minutes after 5 o'clock on the beginning of what could be an interesting Tuesday. Weather is going to start changing temperature-wise real quick today. Windy and blowing snow is what you should expect. Partly sunny skies. Minus 1 is as warm as we'll get for today. And minus 24 Probably a better chance we'll see that later this afternoon into the evening hours. Tomorrow is the real dangerous day. Wednesday, we won't see warmer temperatures than minus 16 with uh, lows tomorrow minus 26. Now, with that being said, we've already had an adjustment as far as our schedule is concerned. Today, the professional dairy producers of Wisconsin had their joint meeting with the Wisconsin Towns and Counties Association. That has been canceled because of the weather. So if you were planning on coming into Madison for PDPW's ACE regional meeting, that has been canceled due to the weather. But the Ag Outlook Forum scheduled for today on the University of Wisconsin campus, that is on. We'll keep you posted on any other adjustments as the morning unfolds. We'll talk with Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, before 6. Did you know that our UW School of Veterinary Medicine has trained more than half of the veterinarians in Wisconsin? Those are veterinarians taking care of your dog, your cat, your horses, your cows. Pam Yankee here to tell you the story of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. You know, they built their space to take care of 12,000 patients. Today, they're seeing 27,000 patients in the same space. And those patients travel from a long distance. 80% of the patients are from here in Wisconsin. But there's others that have traveled from as far away as Alaska, even Hong Kong, to find this world-class facility. But this facility needs a facelift. So why don't you step up and help? You can find out more about the new plans for groundbreaking research and groundbreaking expansion at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. Go to animalsneedheroes2.com. This is a big week for Wisconsin agriculture, corn, soy, and pork producers. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. It's the big conference down at the Dells coming up on Thursday and Friday. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And producers will be coming from our end of the barn and the southern end of the barn all over the state. And a lot of good research is going to be shared down there, isn't there, Pam? Yeah, you bet, Bob. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn. And like you said, uh, the barn will be meeting in Wisconsin Dells this week. Uh, Thursday is a jam-packed day with all kinds of breakout sessions that are focused on the latest innovations in technology for Wisconsin agriculture. Now, one piece of technology that Wisconsin farmers are starting to get a little bit more comfortable with but still uh, need to be educated on is the dicamba technology we're using, the extend herbicide technology. Uh, It's something that, well, let's be honest, was abused In the southern part of the United States, the regulatory agencies talked about taking the product off the market because of its abuse. Well, Wisconsin farmers heard that message loud and clear, and they've been responding by trying to work with one of our weed specialists, Dr. Rodrigo Worley. He did a survey of dicamba technology use in 2018. He'll be sharing that information during the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo this week and shares it with us 
now. The extend, the full, you know, extend technology, meaning the, the herbicide tolerance, the dicamba tolerance uh, trait in soybeans, and the three uh, dicamba products labeled for post-emergence application of soybeans. You know, the full package became available in the growing season of 2017. Uh, so as of now, we have, you know, already two years that this uh, trait uh, and technology has been available uh, to our farmers. But as Pam mentioned here, there hasn't been a whole lot of attention or uh, uh, use, use of, this, of this technology here in the state of Wisconsin. So what we did this year, we conducted a survey uh, and we asked uh, farmers uh, and crop consultants the percentage of their acres uh, that were planted with extend trade and sprayed with dicamba in 17 and also in 2018. And what we learned there is that this uh, first few years, the adoption was uh, it wasn't as significant as it was in neighboring states. We had less than 30% of our acres uh, planted with the trait, and less than 40% of those acres that were planted sprayed post-emergence with dicamba. Okay. Uh, however, uh, this year was an exceptional year for water hemp. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, water hemp uh, taking over soybean fields. So there's a lot of attention to that now. And if you're a soybean grower, you know that your post-emergence options, you probably learned this year that the post-emergence options uh, for effective control of water hemp are very limited. Okay, and this is when the dicamba trade uh, becomes interesting because dicamba does indeed do a good job uh, managing uh, water hemp post-emergence. Assume uh, you do that application at the right time. Okay, so one of the questions that we asked in our survey is uh, what percent of their you know farmers' acreages are going to be planted to extend uh, varieties next next years, and the response are up to fifty percent. So we're going to see the significant increase in the total acres uh, planted with extend varieties. Uh, up to 50% according to survey respondents and about half of those acres are actually going to get treated uh, with dicamba posts and mm-hmm. one of the, the driving uh, reasons there for using dicamba is water hemp control. Okay, yep. So we have water hemp in several counties uh, in the state, uh, most counties you know, with glyphosate resistance so post-emergence management uh, becoming challenging and driving this change on the way we manage our weeds and select our varieties for soybeans. The good news is, with the assistance of Rodrigo's survey, Wisconsin soybean growers are looking at fewer restrictions than many of our neighboring states for the 2019 growing season. But there are some changes, Rodrigo. We want to make sure soybean growers that are still new to this conversation understand. And it really starts with training. Absolutely right, Pam. So, uh, Last, I mean, this fall, uh, you know, the, the two-year registration for the three dicamba products, Fexapan, uh, Ingenia, and Extended Max expired. Okay, so EPA had to decide whether or not uh, to extend the registrations of these products, and the decision came out on ha- Halloween Day, actually, on October 31st at 6.15 p.m., <laughs> p.m. they made that announcement available, okay? So what they decided is that they expanded the registration for dike- for these three dicamba-based products, so again, Fexapan, Extendimax, and Ingenia, uh, through uh, November of 2020, okay? So we have two more years of the this uh, package available uh, to us uh, or that came by post-emergence application and beans there. Okay. However, uh, there are some additional restrictions. Okay. So some of the new things uh, before we could spray dicamba uh, through R1. Uh, now we got to stop spraying when the beans bloom. Okay. So once the beans are flowering, we're done spraying. Okay. It's either through, you know, to R1 or before R1 or 45 days from planting. So you got to understand that. 
Uh, the other thing I want to mention is that the application time has slightly changed now. Farmers, uh, applicators can only spray from one hour after sunrise, and they have to stop spraying two hours before sunset. Okay, So the reason why they're doing that is because they do not want to see applicators spraying during the temperature inversion. Temperature inversions are very common in the summertime uh, at the end of the day or early in the morning. Okay, And if you spray under the temperature inversion, there are higher chances that either small particles or vapor may move across the landscape and cause damage to uh, neighboring crops. So that's the reason why that was added. Okay, I'm going to come back to this in a minute here, but the other thing is enhanced label to improve applicator awareness of the impact of low pH on the potential volatility of dicamba. Okay, in 2017, we learned uh, through research that we don't want to have AMS on the tank because if you have AMS in your tank uh, from a previous application, that AMS significantly increases the chance of dicamba volatilization. This year, we conducted research, and we here at UW-Madison, we were one of the main sites, uh, but we also collaborated with several other states, five uh, other land-grant universities. We did what we call low tunnel trials, and what we do, we pre-mix, we spray soil flats, we take them to the field under low tunnels or low uh, hoop houses, and then we evaluate potential for volatilization, okay? And what we learned there, Pam, is that if you pre-mix, if you mix dicamba with a product that contain an ammonium salt there, you significantly increase the chance for volatilization. So you got to be really careful what you put in the tanks, tank mix. And that's the reason why the label is so strict. Okay, You got to follow it. If you cannot follow the requirements, don't use it. It's that simple. Yeah. This is not glyphosate. Yeah, right. And, and uh, again, the reason I wanted to talk to Rodrigo about this is by the hair on our chinny-chin-chin, this trait, this tool could have been taken away. If you think back to when uh, this, uh, this technology first became available, it was nothing but bad news in states like Arkansas uh, because people were using it off-label. They were not monitoring how things were supposed to be used, and that's why we end up in the situation we are. The good news, like you said, Rodrigo, is we've got two more years to use it, which is a blessing considering the water hemp population this last year. We've got to be careful, and we've got to keep our eyes open for potential changes. There's even some geographic restrictions in Wisconsin right now where we've got to be careful. Absolutely. So that's the last addition that I want to, you know, the main one that I want to talk about here today. Uh, some additional buffer has been added in counties where endangered species may exist. Okay, uh, the list of counties is available. If you go to my blog there, we just released a new article. So whiskweeds.info, we just put a nice uh, two-pager article there explaining uh, some of that. Okay, so across the country, uh, let me just get some uh, accurate information here. We have 218 counties listed, okay, 13 from which are here in Wisconsin. And the counties in Wisconsin that are listed under this new additional uh, buffer requirement here are Brown, Columbia, Dane, Grant, Green, Monroe, Pierce, Portage, Richland, Rock, Sauk, Vernon, and Washara. Okay, so in this 13 counties here, uh, there is this additional 57 foot omnidirectional buffer. Okay, and that additional buffer beyond the 110 buffer downwind is to help protect endangered species. Okay, so one may think that this label became 
even more strict or stricter here. Uh, the one thing I want to say is that not necessarily because one thing that they changed now for this uh, next two years is the definition of non-sensitive areas. Okay, so if you now have roads or paved or gravel surfaces, if you have planted agricultural fields or areas that are covered by footprint of building silo and so on, those can now be considered non-sensitive areas. Okay, so that 57-foot buffer is just to protect sensitive areas. So let's say you have three lanes around your your field, okay? Uh, assuming you, you don't have a sensitive crop downwind, but you have a tree lane, you got to have the 110-foot buffer. Sure. Sure. Now, on the other sides, if you still have three lanes, but the wind is not blowing that direction, then you have to respect this 57. But if you have a ditch or a road, right. or you can account that, okay? Or if you have a sensitive crop right. in the area that's not. So this is all going to be visited uh, during trainings, okay? So folks that are willing to purchase and spray dicamba next year during the 2019 growing season, they will have to go through training again, everybody, okay? I want to point out that the state of Wisconsin nor uh, the PAT program through the university will be offering uh, the, the online training this year. So who's going to be re- uh, offering the training this year are the registrants. So BSF, Monsanto, which is now Bayer, mm-hmm. okay, and Corteva. Mm-hmm. So the, the registrants are the ones that are responsible for delivering the training here in the state of Wisconsin. There will be several in-person trainings, so we recommend stakeholders to go to the respective registrants' website to find when the trainings will be available. And my understanding is that later in the winter, some of this training will also be available online for those who couldn't do the in-person. Okay. But I strongly encourage our applicators to go to the, an in-person training because then they can ask their questions. Absolutely. That, that is the better way to try to, especially when we're dealing with something as sensitive this, as this. Rodrigo Worley in studio with us. Now, Rodrigo, tell us again that website where we can kind of get this all because we're giving them a lot in one spot. What's, where's your website where they can basically trace back all the work you've done this growing season? Fantastic. So they can go to whiskweeds.info. Okay. Otherwise, if uh, folks that are listening to us, if they subscribe to the crop manager, the Wisconsin crop management, the, the crop management, they should all receive our updates too. Because everything that I post on my blog there uh, gets uh, posted in the crop manager as well. Dr. Roger Worley, he's our University Extension Weed Specialist, and he has been very busy trying to gather data from farmers across the state on the new Extend Dicamba technology, how it's been used in the past, and what we need to monitor for the future. Like he said, if you'd like to keep up to date on all his research, the best way to do it, subscribe to the Weed Manager. You can find all that information and get on the list at badgercropdoc.com, badgercropdoc.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help identifying two burglary suspects. Early morning on December 17, 2018, around 4.15 a.m., suspects forced entry into a tavern on Madison's north side. The suspects broke into the establishment, went straight to the office, and rolled out a safe on an office chair, stealing an undisclosed amount of cash. One suspect is approximately 5 foot 10 to 6 feet with average build, wearing a hooded sweatshirt and striped pants. The second suspect appears 
appears to stand approximately 5 foot 10 to 6 feet with a heavier build wearing a hooded sweatshirt. The Madison Police Department's Burglary Crimes Unit is looking at possible connections between three bar burglaries where criminals pried open doors and stole safes containing cash. If you have any information regarding the identity of these suspects, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Madison Area Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. Who needs an alarm clock when you've got the farm, babe? Pam Yonke and the Farm Report. 522, tight on time this morning. Let's get right to Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, for this weather update. And uh, we've got advisories all over the place, Stu. It's as warm right now as it's going to be for the next few days, huh? Well, if you watch that thermometer close, it may go up a degree or two yet this morning. But after that, yeah, it's going to get colder, a whole lot colder. Advisories, wind chill advisories today, wind chill warnings firing up later. And some of the coldest air we've seen in a couple of years. I'll have forecast details right after this. My name is Matt Wagenson. We've been on this farm since 1979. My dad always said spring is a, is a sprint to get everything in and fall is just a nice slow marathon. You know, you got what you got. There's no worries. You just get it off. But doing that together with family and friends, people that help you, there's just, there's nothing better. It's, you, you get goosebumps. It's a very undescribable feeling. See Matthew's farm and hear his story at badgerbean.com. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. All right, Stu, go ahead with those details. All right, a little weak Arctic front drops in today. May account for some very light snow or a few flurries. Nothing really out there now. It's still very light, but it will be partly sunny, and we expect those temperatures to fall today. The west winds strong, 10 to 20, gusting up toward 30 or better. Wind chills today falling down in that 20 to 30 below range without even trying. Could be a little light rain early and then still mostly cloudy, much colder overnight. In the 20s below, anywhere from about 22 to 26 below, I'd expect the northwest winds 10 to 20, gusting to 30. That wind chill warning fires up later today and tonight. Runs through noon Thursday, mostly sunny, cold Wednesday in the teens below, about 12 to about 15 below. West winds gusting to 25 and sunny on Thursday then, Pam, but still just a little below zero for daytime highs. 
Friday it warms a bit. The weekend could actually be above normal just that quick. Wow. All right. We'll look forward to that. Thanks, to And if you're just joining us, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin's canceled their ACE regional meeting for today in Madison. That was uh, going on between Wisconsin's Towns and Counties Association. It has been canceled. La Crosse, you're at minus four. Mauston, clear and minus four. Madison, minus two. Fond du Lac, cloudy and three above. Oshkosh, cloudy and three above. You lucky ducks. It's 525. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We're heading into the season of weddings, class reunions, and other big events. Is your skin ready? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Whether your special day is next year or next week, we can help you feel confident and beautiful in your skin. Treatments such as laser and light therapy can tighten skin and remove age spots. With years of sun damage, it can take a series of treatments to get the best results. Other procedures such as Botox and dermal fillers can soften wrinkles and relax frown lines. If your event is fast approaching, don't lose hope. Medical-grade skin products and peels can give your skin a little boost. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. RejuvenationClinicOfSaukPrairie.com The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency responses include Search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. If you'd rather be fishing, well, now's your chance. The Zone is inviting you to go walleye fishing with Ballard's Resort on Minnesota's Lake of the Woods. Our adventure begins Friday, June 28th to Tuesday, July 2nd. Check it out. Everything is included. Three days of guided walleye fishing. Round trip motor coach transportation from Madison. Four nights lodging. Meals. Your rods, reels, bait, and tackle. Fishing processing. And even your taxes. This adventure is only $825 per person if you sign up before March 15th. Space is limited, so call 1-800-776-2675 or go to BallardsResort.com to hold your spot. Wow. This trip will sell out, so don't miss the boat. Oh, God. Hey, oh, my God. Get ready to experience big-time fishing with your friends in northern Minnesota with Ballard's Resort and The Zone. If you've been injured in a bad crash, you might think the facts are so clear that you don't need an attorney. Big mistake. Insurance companies have many arguments to reduce settlements, no matter how clear the claim may seem. I'm John Rihala, 
At Clifford and Rihala, we have the experience you need to take on those arguments and win. Recent example, a young woman was driving when an oncoming car crossed the center line and crashed into her head-on. She was severely injured and paralyzed and needed experienced lawyers. Though her case seemed clear, the insurance company still came up with lots of reasons why they didn't want to pay. We fought for her and made sure she and her family received the full compensation they deserved. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hard-working, skilled attorneys, fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. What does a diamond mean? Have you ever thought about it? I'm Monica Kessler of Kessler's Diamonds. Why would a person choose to give another person a diamond? What does a diamond mean? That question is very important to me because my job is to locate the very best diamonds. Diamonds that twinkle like stars on a clear winter night. Diamonds that glitter with brightness that shines from within. Diamonds that broadcast a message wherever they go. Diamonds mean love. That's it. Simply love. Do you have $140? The Simply Love Diamond Pendant is a diamond mounted inside of a circle at the end of an adjustable chain. And that diamond is a Kessler 81, of course, the most magical diamond on earth. The Simply Love Pendant comes in larger sizes, too. Give one to the woman you love for Valentine's Day. We promise she'll know what it means. Find the Kessler's Diamonds nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. The NFC Pro Bowl roster is down to its fourth alternate at left tackle and still no David Bakhtiari. What what am I missing there? Joe, I wonder if, if, if somewhere along the way and we just weren't told about it, he turned one down at, at some point because it is, it is so ridiculous and, and asinine that, that he would not have been, number one, the starter, but certainly uh, one of the handful of alternates now that, that have come across since. That's Joe, when I, when I write stories, I, I usually put the Pro Bowl as about the fourth or fifth thing, you know, in terms of a guy's resume in a particular season because the game is a joke. You know, we'll, we'll, go, with, we'll go with the, uh, the pro football writers all-pro team. We'll go with the EP all-pro team. Uh, you know, we'll certainly go how pro football focus ranks things. I mean, a number of these things, Joe, ha- come in well ahead of where the Pro Bowl honestly ranks in terms of how your season was. Just a, just a true barometer, Joe, so some true accuracy um, in terms of how a guy's season actually went. Um, like you said, Joe, on, uh, by so many metrics, Bakhtiari graded out as, as the best left tackle in, in football this year. For him to be overlooked in the initial round of votes shows you how flawed that process is uh, to begin with. But then for him to get passed over uh, on, on so many of these alternate counts and alternate levels, just it, it does show you really what a, what a sham the game is. It, it's in general a popularity contest, and I mean, if, if the world doesn't know your name, you're, you're probably not going to get in regardless of uh, the type of season you, you had, Joe, re, re, regardless of the type of football you played. Uh, visiting with our Packer insider, Rob Reichel, Bob again, footballforbes.com. Now, the one Packer that is there and playing, Rob, is, is Devontae Adams, and I thought he made some interesting comments about his new head coach, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, talking about, you know, it, it's a different – mindset it's a different type of energy it's a younger guy and I I don't know if it was so much a a slight or a shot at Mike McCarthy or it was more of praise of LaFleur it's comments that's got a lot of people talking and maybe in an exciting way about Adam certainly singing the praises of LaFleur what were your takeaway on Adam's comments about the new head coach 
Well, I mean, Joe, you can, you can certainly see that this staff is going to trend young, extremely young. Um, I think when it's all said and done, certainly on, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, there's, there's been this enormous youth movement. And, and, and that's been a real complaint, I think, inside, uh, inside 1265 for a while now, Joe, is that things have just gotten stale. Things have, you know, things have become somewhat cumbersome with the McCarthy staff and, and and I think that's why you're seeing Lafleur sweep out so many of these guys, even ones that that were under contract. Joe, I, I do think they need, uh, you know, I, I do think they needed to go a little bit younger, and I, I think they had to uh, kind of revamp the staff in in that uh, shape and form. It's uh, you know, it, it's probably in the middle somewhere, Joe, when it comes to Adam's comments. I, I'm sure he's very excited about his new head coach and the youth and the energy that Matt LaFleur is, is going to provide. At the same point in time, maybe it was a, a slight dig on the McCarthy staff at the McCarthy era just, just because that, you know, so many things have become stale. Um, anytime, though, you bring in fresh blood like that and, and new people, Joe, like, I think there's kind of a renewed enthusiasm through the building. I, I think everybody's on their toes a little bit more. I think everybody understands, hey, I, I need to prove something to this guy and this guy and this guy where maybe in the past they've already – you know, proven plenty to their past positional coaches and their coordinators and their head coach. So um, I, I think, I mean, we've talked about this before, Joe. I think what you're going to see now is a complete roster overhaul. The guys that stick around are going to have to prove they belong. Um, and, you know, I think Adams probably spoke for a lot of people when he said that. Uh, Joe is just, you know, there, there, there's a real excitement and there's going to be a buzz. And I, I think everybody kind of felt it was time to move on from the past era. Uh you talk about the coaching staff, Rob. One of the last main pieces was hired the other day in Luke Getze, the quarterback coach. You know, a guy that was on Mike McCarthy's staff left and, and came back. You know, everyone wants to always try to find, you know, the, the, the secret recipe. Are these guys yes men for Rodgers? Are these guys that Rodgers can get along with? Because I think everyone thinks that this whole thing's going to hinge upon the relationship with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. What, what's your takeaway on, on bringing back a guy who was a, a McCarthy era, you know, hire, and what does that si- What does that signal you about the the, the Lafleur Rogers relationship? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think what it shows you as much as anything is they they all understand the magnitude of of being on the same page with the quarterback, having having that relationship prosper. You know, not just between Lafleur and Rogers itself, Joe, but but kind of trickling down to the whole coaching staff, and and then you know needing Rogers to be a leader. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Five thirty-five now on a Tuesday morning. If you're just joining us, remember today, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin's Ace Regional Meeting that was scheduled for the Sheraton Hotel in Madison today has been canceled because of the weather. So adjust your plans accordingly. But the University of Wisconsin's Ag Outlook Forum is still on, starting at uh, about 10 o'clock this morning on the UW-Madison campus. I'm P.M. Yankee. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a very cold start to a Tuesday morning. On this date back in 1851, Ripon College was incorporated. It had originally been chartered as Brockway College, but on this date, it became Ripon College. Happy birthday to Oprah Winfrey. Today she turned 65. And on this date back in 1845, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven 
was published. And now you know. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, beginning next week, large livestock operations from around the state are going to be gathering together with regulators to take a look at some of the revisions that are underway when it comes to the permitting process and talk more about their plans, perhaps for expansion in the future. Kevin Erb is a University Extension Conservation Program Director. He'll be involved in those meetings starting next week in Green Bay, but happening all across the state through February 13th. He said it's not that we're seeing farming operations necessarily grow, but we are seeing farming operations change the way they're managing their animals, and that may change the way they're permitted too. The current livestock and dairy economy has really got producers out there rethinking a lot of things. I've talked to a number of producers over the past few months that had contracted their heifers out to somebody else and are saying, you know, maybe it's lower cost if I bring them back into my existing operation. And doing something like that may trigger you being over that permit threshold. And so I always caution folks to be looking at how many animals you currently have and planning out how many animals you might have if you do some of these things. Because obviously it's not a case of, you know, I want to bring these back, I'm going to start building the building, and the day before I truck the heifers back to the facility, that's the day I start the process of getting a permit. It's something where you need to plan out, usually it's six to nine months in advance, working with the County Land and Water Conservation Department on the manure storage, any permits the county may have, but also the DNR as well. And so, you know, just pop in the question, you know, if I bring the heifers back or if I buy a farm that's in financial distress a couple of miles away and use their facilities, split the herd up, what does that do to my permit requirements? Those are all questions that producers need to be asking before they pull the trigger on any financial or animal management decision. Just on that note, Kevin, any idea how we're doing on handling the actual paperwork of these uh, permitting processes? Uh, that, Like you said, it can get kind of complicated in that. Are we staying ahead of the curve when it comes to handling these in a timely fashion? So there's two aspects to that. One is obviously the DNR uh, workload on their end of things. I know they've hired staff and are fully more staff now than they were several months ago in certain parts of the state, particularly the Northwest. I know they're fully staffed now. So that's part of it. But I think part of it, too, is that a lot of times in the current dairy economy, a lot of folks are saying, well, I'll worry about paying my consultant to do that. I'll bring them in when I've got the money. And really, we need to be proactive about getting all the paperwork together ahead of time uh, before we go in as much as possible, because in the long run, that's going to be a big time and cost savings for everybody. Kevin Erb, University Extension Conservation Professional Training Program Director. Now, these large animal units that are already getting permits will start meeting with nutrient managers and uh, regulatory agencies next week in Green Bay on February 4th. Meetings in our area include Fond du Lac on February 5th, Jefferson on February 7th, Dodgeville on February 8th. Remember, like Kevin pointed out, if you're one of those farms that's very close to that 1,000 animal unit trigger, you might want to attend as well. Now, you can find more information. Just Google uh, CAFO 
Animal Meetings, February or something like that. Or you can also find it on my website, fabulousfarmbabe.net. You can contact your local county extension office for details on an upcoming meeting near you as well. But do try to be proactive on that. It'll just make the process easier all the way around. It's 540. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. Well, just like here in the United States, Canada has recently revised their food guide. Now, let me tell you how important that food guide is in Canada. It is considered the most requested government publication year after year, right after personal income tax forms. So a lot of Canadians pay attention to it. And today, a lot of production agriculture in Canada is paying attention to it as well, because it's made some fairly radical changes in recommendations on things like dairy and meat. Fellow farm broadcaster Denny Guy brings us an update. Every middle school age child in Canada has been taught to recognize the old four-color rainbow illustrating the four basic food groups, including the fruit and vegetable group, the dairy group, the meat protein group, and the bread cereals group. The 2019 Canada Food Guide has not only reorganized those groups into just three categories, it's making some of the most controversial statements in its 77-year history. Promoters and critics are both saying this version of Health Canada's primary consumer food document is the most profound reorganization of traditional food groups since the Canada Food Guide was first published back in 1942. The latest Canada Food Guide has some agricultural sectors, especially the red meat and dairy sectors, up in arms. For example, dairy has been lumped in with the meat protein category, and the new guide states that consumers' beverage of choice should be water. Conversely, the grains, fruit, and vegetable sectors, along with some in the medical sector, are claiming a major victory. Dr. Yanni Friedhoff is an Ottawa-based obesity clinician and researcher. I was thrilled to see this food guide. Uh, I've been a very vocal critic for many, many years, and never would I guess that they would change as much as they have. The removal of fruit juice and sugar-sweetened milks 
as parts of a healthy diet is a very important thing for our kids, especially in our schools, and especially with the rise of childhood obesity here in Canada. The new food guide definitely gives plant-based foods with higher protein levels, such as legumes and some vegetables, top billing over dairy and meat products. No surprise, this has upset livestock producers. Sherry Barnes is a beef farmer in Alberta. It's a little disappointing when you see statements saying that they'd like to replace meat with more vegetables and legumes. It takes so much more calories of vegetables to give the same amount of protein that a single serving of beef or red meat. But at this point, the federal government is standing firm on its reorganized recommendations in the latest Canada Food Guide. Health Minister Jeanette Petipas-Taylor introduced the new publication at several venues across Canada this past week. Canada's Food Guide reflects an important concept. Healthy eating is more than just the food that you eat. It puts more focus on what, when, and how we eat, and less on food groups and servings. Things like cooking more often and limiting highly processed foods. Reporting from Canada, I'm Dennis Guy. Thank you, Denny. Well, markets in overnight electronic trade are fairly quiet right now. We're talking with Bryce in just a moment. December new crop corn currently unchanged at 4.03. November beans are down three at 9.59 and a quarter. July new crop wheat up a penny and a quarter currently 5.32 and a half. Yesterday, barrel cheese gained three cents at 121. 40 pound block cheese was up three quarters of a cent, 139 and three quarters. Double A butter up a penny and a half, 226 a pound. Fluid milk right now, February is trading four cents stronger. 1402. March milk's up four at 1428, a hundredweight in overnight electronic trade. All right, what's driving the trade this morning? We'll get up to speed with Bryce Knorr joining us next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Some time ago, I decided to limit my practice to those procedures which I felt that I was the best at, and that's why I've limited entirely now to cosmetic body recontouring. Dr. Thomas Bartell focuses his practice exclusively on below-the-neckline cosmetic surgery procedures. That's his specialty, so his technique and results are exceptional. It has changed my life, made me feel better about myself. A lot of people do notice, and I'm not afraid to say that I had it done either. It doesn't bother me. When I do, people say, you know what, good for you. If that's what you wanted and that's what makes you happy, then go for it. I enjoy body recontouring because I'm able to actually change people's lives, make them feel better about themselves. I love the way I look now. It was a big change. It really boosted my self-confidence for myself, not to be out and try to show myself off, but it made me feel good inside. Call Dr. Thomas Bartell to schedule a free consultation. And to see actual before and after results, go to his website, drbartell.com. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does... Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. 
Benjamin Plumbing. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 548 now on a frigid Tuesday morning. Let's find out what's happening in the marketplace. We're not exactly warm there either, Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. Joining us live via Skype. One of the news items, Bryce, that everybody's been talking about were, I guess, the facts about how many reports we missed out on during the 34 days the government was shut down. Uh, USDA's Chief Economist Rob Johansson said 60 reports that we did not get. That's got the market a little clutched up this morning, doesn't it? Well, the market uh, really has been trading in a narrowing wedge here for the past uh, six weeks, uh, both corn and soybeans, just kind of waiting for these reports to come out. We can't really start talking about 2019 in a big way until we find out uh, how we finished up 2018 and these reports that were scheduled to come out January 11th include the final production numbers for both corn and soybeans. So that's kind of a crucial building block when we start talking about supply and demand. So 60 different reports that could, well, circle around one way or the other. February 8th, the day that they're going to drop the February World Ag Supply Demand Report, sounds to me like there's a little concern that the there might be a, a shock to the market with all this information. Well, these January reports, if you go back historically, usually represent a turning point, either up or down for the markets, uh, depending on what they say, If we, particularly if we get bullish or bearish surprises. And you can see that very clearly on the seasonal charts in uh, years when we have higher prices. The market usually breaks out after the January reports. And of course, in a, a year of normal production, normal prices, uh, we tend to do just the opposite, particularly in soybeans, and then we would be going down, making a low into the uh, February uh, kind of time period about when these reports come out, and that's usually on the South American harvest. So we've kind of messed up the timing on all this, uh, which is just uh, one more unpredictable factor in what has been a very unpredictable year. Boy, for sure. Now this week, talk about unpredictability. We've got uh, trade negotiators from China that are going to be in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday and Thursday. And the market's been hoping for good news. But again, like you said, talk about uh, volatility just on a meeting. Right. Uh, I've got a couple of things going on. Uh, President Trump uh, will be uh, talking to the Chinese uh, trade negotiator for one. And then uh, just uh, yesterday, uh, the U.S. Uh, charged uh, the big uh, Huawei uh, t- technology company with stealing uh, U.S. trade secrets as well as violating our sanctions on Iran. And if, if you remember, uh, we had a dust-up when a um, uh, Chinese official was uh, arrested in Canada on U.S. charges. So uh, that case is still pending around. So that's uh, taking place. And uh, at, uh, at a time uh, when these trade talks are uh, starting. And the whole idea of China stealing our technology and forcing U.S. companies to give them technology is one of the real sticking points to these uh, trade negotiations. The whole idea of uh, the agricultural trade is relatively easy to fix uh, compared to that one. Yeah, agreed on that. So let's talk a little bit about this weather. It's what everybody seems to be talking about. When it comes to commodities, Bryce, the one uh, area that really is sensitive to this bitterly cold temperature is wheat. What's happening with that overnight? 
Well, the uh, soft red winter wheat crop particularly, but also the hard red winter wheat crop uh, in eastern Nebraska and eastern Kansas lacks snow cover. That's particularly true for the <clears throat> soft red winter wheat crop south of I-80 in, or I-70 in Illinois, uh, Indiana, and Ohio. So uh, when you get below zero temperatures on bare wheat fields, it can uh, cause a winter kill. Now, it's very difficult to assess uh, until the crop comes out of dormancy in a month or two. And uh, the soft red winter wheat crop, of course, is not the bulk of the production. That's uh, out, of, out on the western plains. But nonetheless, it, it has uh, the wheat market concerned a little bit, although that's not terribly re reflected in prices. We are up a penny or two, but the wheat market has been struggling lately. Do we see any reaction to, in the livestock complex? I know you don't watch livestock very closely, but, man, this weather, we've had stories that show up, you know, Folks uh, have cattle out on the range. This kind of weather comes through, and all of a sudden we've got uh, a beef uh, change up too, as well as feedstocks. Right. Yeah, we've we've seen the uh, basis for both corn and soybeans be pretty volatile over the past uh, week or two due to the transportation issues and the increased feed usage. The thing that can really hit the cattle market, of course, is uh, is uh, the storms. Uh, that uh, come through and mess up mess up the feedlots uh, that can really cause uh, an impact on the uh, cattle market. That uh, tends to happen more in the March April sort of time mm. frame. Uh, the cattle are pretty good at dealing with the cold. Yeah, indeed. So, what are you going to be watching then today, Bryce? Well, well, we're just going to watch to see if we can move these markets off the snide. We had stocks selling off yesterday. We seem to be trying to uh, firm off the overnight lows, really, in everything. Uh, soybeans are following the stock market these days, uh, so that means uh, kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Also taking a look at uh, energy prices. Uh, we're down $2 yesterday on uh, crude oil on ideas uh, of uh, larger world supply, U.S. supply. Uh, drillers put more rigs back into uh, production. So a lot of these markets kind of trying to figure out where to go. And, uh, of course, the difficulty could come if they all decide to move in the same direction and that direction is not up. Yeah, I would believe that. All right, my friends. Well, let's hope that by the time I talk to you on Thursday, the thermometer is starting to go up. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us live via Skype on this Tuesday morning to let you know what the market's talking about. Like he said, this morning, aside from the weather, also talking about what's coming up with our discussions with China. And uh, you can't uh, stop the data from coming to the marketplace now that the government has reopened. We are not going to see our friends from PDPW with their ACE Regional Conference today. Remember that. If you were planning on attending, the weather has forced them to cancel that event. But the Ag Outlook Forum for today is still on, at least as of right now. If we get any changes on that, I'll post it right away at fabulousfarmbabe.net, as well as on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe Facebook, Fab Farm Babe on Twitter. It's 555. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.